Hello, film lovers, and welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. The Films I Love Most podcast is recorded live with live messaging. So sometimes people do message in with very inappropriate comments. We can't help that. It's just the general public. So if you hear something that is offensive or rude, we try our best to put a stop to it, but it might just sneak through. So I do apologize for that. But anyway, let's move on. Enjoy this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Hello. Um. Hi. Hello. Sorry, I was brushing my hair. And closing a door with great gusto. <laughs> One sec. Oh. Right, moderation is ready. One sec. Ray, you always forget me. I don't. I'm just very confused as to why my phone's not working. You've had all day to brush your hair. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Working. Hello, hello everyone. Hello, people. Hello. Welcome to I've Never Seen Harry Potter for the Goblet of Fire, or as I've been calling it, the Gobshite of Fire. The Gobshite of Fire. <laughs> I mean, that is quite an apt name for it. The Gobshite of Fire. This is my yeah. my first experience of watching Harry Potter. If you're not familiar with the setup of this show, um, I have never seen the Harry, po- Harry Potter movies. Catherine is a Harry Potter fan, and I've been going through each movie one by one, and then we come together and talk and review it and come up with some facts and some interesting trivia about the film. So... Yeah. Um, does it yeah. sound like I'm in a window? No. Alright, okay, that's fair. <laughs> no, it's because I've got the window. For some reason, I'm really hot. So I've, like, I've got the window open and I've got the fan on. <laughs> First, I just want to say two things. A, the frigging hairdresser in this movie should have been fired because there is <laughs> hair everywhere. What the oh, hell is going on? Like, did they not own a hairbrush for Harry? Like, it's madness. It's ridiculous. Like, Harry has no hairbrush. The only person who's got nice hair is uh, Hermione in the ball sequence. She's the only one that's got half decent hair. Was this like popular at the time? I can't remember. Was like long, grungy hair like popular? It must have been. Must have been because they all look like they've been. Dragged through a hedge backwards. 
<laughs> I just can't believe it. That final sequence, which we'll get to, obviously, the climactic sequence, I could not watch it without going, oh, my God, get his hair out of his face. I know. I can't see him. Yeah, Ron's hair's long as well, isn't it? Like... And Neville's. They've all got long hair. hair. Oh, my God. The twins. The twins. Shiver my timbers. I felt like (laughs) jumping through the TV and just giving them a bloody short back and sides. Yeah. (laughs) It must have been the end thing at the time. Yeah. Madness. Absolute madness. Mm. Like, I cannot believe that they could not even give... Um, the cast a decent haircut during this movie. Absolutely bonkers. Maybe they didn't have time. It's like uh, definitely a lot darker. It's definitely getting darker and darker and darker to the point where I'm a little bit scared (laughs) that when we get get to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, I might have to turn the contrast on my TV right up so I can see the bloody thing. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> it's just a black screen. It's really dark. Hello. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Do you know what? I think that um, last week I was a little bit disappointed because it had been bigged up for me, um, Harry Potter and mm-hmm. the Prisoner of Azkaban. A lot of people said it was the best one. A lot of, like, yeah, I, huge director I, I, involved. I, I, don't think it is the best film and I don't understand I can see why people do think that's the best film because it's like it it starts to turn from like a children's film into like this dark thing and I can understand it but it's not I I said to them last night I said I think this Goblet of Fire might actually be my favourite Do you know what I thought it was excellent actually it's definitely my favourite so far I thought the beginning Mm. sequence um, with the World Cup you know where we don't, we don't get the, the same old, you know, Harry, yeah, we understand. He's, he's Nan and always um, in Uncle's house or wherever he is, yeah. being abused yeah. by, his, by his family. And, you know, we didn't get any of that, which was a, a bit refreshing because to me, that was like, oh, yeah, OK, we know the, we know the formula by now. Let's break it. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't live with them anymore, does he? No, he sort of walked out and never went back. So, yeah, huh. good, good. Um, I just want to also say, I know that um, people that listen to this show regularly are probably sick of me saying this, but where is the fucking child protection policy in this one? (laughs) Not only, not only is it non-existent, like things happening that are beyond control and the kids getting into danger, but they deliberately put the kids in danger. Yes, but that's just Dumbledore, isn't it? Like, you know, Dumbledore is the wisest wizard in the world and he knows what he's doing. Dumbledore. Harry can handle it. He should not be allowed around kids. What do you mean he he knows Harry can handle it? He didn't even want Harry to be in the tournament. (laughs) Harry's the worst wizard in the world. He is the worst wizard that has ever lived. (laughs) He, oh my God. It's absolutely crazy. Like, I know. Let's have a tournament where we basically tell the kids and everybody knows from the very beginning that they might not survive it. I mean, guys, fuck being a wizard. I'm going back to bloody complimentary school, whatever it's called. Comp. <laughs> I'm going back to my local comp. 
You're happy in state school. You're all right. Yeah. I'm happy in state school. Yeah, I don't care. I'd rather I I went to a Catholic school, and I would rather go back to Catholic school than go to Hogwarts and be put in mortal danger yearly. Right, Keith. I think we need to just tap, right, pat this on the head now because it gets worse. And it gets a hell of but a lot I'm worse. I'm really pissed off. You know, I, I had to do so many online courses when I worked in a school very briefly. I had to do so many online courses about child protection. We couldn't even get a child to stand on a bench that's more than 30 centimetres whatever, centimetres tall. <laughs> centimetres tall. I'm getting very... I'm getting irate. We couldn't even... Get kids. We couldn't even let kids leave the building to go to Buddy McDonald's without a signature from their parents. You can't even, you can't even give kids paracetamol anymore without ringing the parents and saying, "Hey, can we give you child paracetamol? She's got a headache." You can't even put a plaster on a child without I know. permission. I know. And but these yeah, guys are sending them up against evil. fucking dragons, evil mermaids, and a maze that will probably kill you. <laughs> I, I mean, have that's just what no you sign up to when you go to Hogwarts. So. But the thing Absolutely. is, you fold. Um, I suppose the Triwizard Tournament's always a thing, whether Voldemort's there or not, isn't it? So, <laughs> can we um, just discuss my favourite line of the whole film? Okay, go on. When um, Madame What's Her Name comes in from this French school, and she goes. Hello, Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dumbledore. Hello, Dumbledore. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> Frances Delatour. She's one of the most, yeah. like, acclaimed British actresses of all time. Stage actresses. She is like a mainstay of the National Theatre. And what is she in this? About eight foot tall with a French accent. What's going on? What's going on? And where's Miriam Margulies? <laughs> Where's the woman who pulls the plants out? Ah, those little plant things. Well, she's, she's gone now. Lost, the snake who just lost her, her job. Her... Well, no, she won't have lost her job. She'll just be placed elsewhere. There's no, there's no relevance for that class anymore within the. So she'll still be at Hogwarts. She'll still be teaching. Just we don't see it. Can I also just say, right? Gather round, teachers. We've had a pretty bad time with teachers who teach the dark arts. So <laughs> what do you think we should do? I know. Let's hire a fucking fruitcake who's got a weird eye, a metal no, leg. Right. right, no. Alistair Moody <laughs> is a fantastic... He would be so good for defence against the dark arts. However, fucking Mr Crouch... Came and fucking polyjuice potioned him, locked him in that fucking thing, and took over. That's why he was so bad. Like, yeah, I know, but no one batted an eyelid at, it, at that, so it must be normal behaviour for him because nobody went, "Oh, isn't he acting a bit oddly? Isn't that a bit strange?" No, they're all like, "Oh, yeah, Alistair, there he is, doing his thing. Look at him, weird eye, <laughs> Mad McMoody, whatever his name is." Mad <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So he couldn't have been like too out of character for him if no one was fucking battering an eyelid the fact that he was turning kids into ferret. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, um, 
I, I'm beginning to sort of not quite understand his character now. A Drayful Mal- like Malfoy. He's just the butt of the joke now. Yeah, he, he's try he's a try hard. He's trying so hard. Like obviously we now know about his dad. So we yeah. now know that his dad's I feel like the whole introduction of him was just to introduce his dad. Yeah. But now you can kind of see that Malfoy maybe isn't as tough and isn't as badass as his dad. Um but he's trying because he, he wants to be like his dad and he just it's just a little wet wipe yeah. really, isn't it? Well, all I will say is no spoilers for future films, obviously, because I haven't seen them. No. That's the whole point of this show. I'm going to watch them mm-hmm. over the next few weeks. But um, I hope there is a payoff with uh, Malfoy's storyline, because like when they, when they say that he only has sort of 18 minutes screen time in the whole That's entirety that. of the Harry Potter franchise, I'm like, yeah, but a, a lot of that must have been in the first and second one. Because he was, he featured quite heavily in those movies. But now he literally yeah. gets one scene. He literally was in one scene. I know, but we'll, we'll, see. We'll, he, we'll his, see. His job is just to walk past and go, "Good luck, Potter. <laughs> good luck, Potter. You little shit. Good luck, Potter. You know he just good oh, luck, Potter. Potter. Yeah." I love how opinion changed so quickly of Harry being a cheat. So, yeah, he's great. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> oh, he's started. <laughs> Yay. If that's all you needed to do to be popular at school, God, bring it, bring it on. I would have fought a dragon, no worries. I was popular in my circle. Just a short circle. Right, shall we listen to what these losers are saying? What these, what these mudbloods yeah. are saying? This is what these mudbloods say. Here we go. Sounds like uh, Harry Potter them. Ha- Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry. Harry. Like Harry. Yeah, it sounds like an awful spin-off. It does oh, sound like hair- an awful oh. spin-off. Or hair. Harry Potter <laughs> yeah. because of the ones looks like they've been. Yeah, I get it. You know. All right, I get it. Like I get it. Gone scout camp for three years. That's what they look I've like. Lost, <laughs> just come back. I've lost all my brain cells. Can we just appreciate that for a second? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> just keep <Keisha. laughs> Hermione. Harry Potter with Hermione. Hermione! <laughs> I love Hermione. that. Hermione and Harry Hermione Potter. Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, well. <laughs> I think as you um without get, giving anything too much away it becomes a bit obvious at the right at the end of all the films um about the hair but um that still doesn't doesn't excuse the fact that yeah they still look like they were dragged for a bush <laughs> oh my god so at the end of the franchise we're going to find out that Voldemort had actually murdered all of the hairdressers and barbers in Hogwarts is yeah, that what we're going to find it. out you, you, you've got it just a little pop up at the end of the film, so just an FYI <laughs> yeah uh, yeah all hairdos were hurt during the making of this film <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong <laughs> jeez <laughs> 
Harry Potter. Okay, so completely random, but I don't know about you guys, but Cedric Diggory and the Weasley t- twins in this movie and like in the movies going forward were like my bisexual awakening because they were like so cute and like hot. <laughs> The twins and Cedric Diggory. Well, obviously, we'll get into that, but Cedric Diggory is Robert Pattinson, who went on to star in the Twilight movies and is now Batman. He's going to be Batman mm. in the new Batman movie. Um, mm. So, yeah, obviously, he's hot anyway, but really? The twins? I, I don't know. I really? Debate Robert Pattinson, you know. I don't think he's hot. Oh, uh, you, there's, there's a couple of films that I've seen him in that where he's. Really, 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 really gorgeous. No, he's but... not. He's not my thing. Okay. Well, what you want the ginger twins? No. <laughs> but I'm glad that they were your bisexual awakening. Yeah. That's great. I'm sure you should. You should uh, tweet them that and tell them. I'm sure they'll love that. Yeah. That's actually well as well. Hello, <laughs> Keith and Catherine. I hope you're having a lovely day. Um, is the prisoner of Azkaban, the one with the big swirly tree when the man turns into a rat. Because if so, that is my favouritest one. She said, sure. she, said that message. she said that message last week. I was just about to say, she sent the exact same message last week. You sent the exact same message last week. The only difference was she didn't say, hello, witches. That's the, literally hello, the yeah. only difference. <laughs> oh, I think it must be it must be the hangover, right, Kel? Must be the How hangover. How you doing, Kel? How you doing? <laughs> How's your head? Thanks, Kel. Uh, no complaints. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, you two. Good morning, Ooh. my stereo wife. <laughs> hello, Jenny. Um, oh, hello. Yeah. Lacey and Catherine both have gotten on to me about. Not watching Harry Potter. <laughs> I've only seen two movies. I've seen the first one was just, was something Sorcerer's Stone, and then the last two movies. Well, the first of the last two movies. Which I forget the worst what it's film. called, but yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really. It just didn't really hit for me, you know. By that time, Marvel was taking off, so yeah. Well, I mean, you've watched the worst two films. Yeah, (laughs) it didn't hit for me either, Cedric. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's the reason why I haven't seen them before, which is why we're working our way through them now. We've just watched uh, *Goblet of Fire*, uh, which is the fourth one, and um, I thought they weren't going to be for me. I thought they were going to be boring, childlike, childish. Um, But you know what? I'm pleasantly surprised with. I, I was I liked Prisoner of Azkaban. Didn't love it. Didn't think mm. I was going to be really, really like interested so much in uh, Goblet of Fire. Uh, but I thought it was the best one, and it was really, really, really good, and really entertaining. Yeah, I, t- I, I and it added so it, much more to the mythology. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's a different kind of magic that you see in this film, and I, I think that's why it's one of my favorites as well. It's not all spells and things like that. Well, it brings like a more traditional sort of uh, story into the Harry Potter world, doesn't it? Of a competi- mm-hmm. competition, a contest, you know, like uh, three sort of, um, you know, trials are laid out and they have to partake in this, you know, 
competition. I think it's um, been done before, but not obviously done in the Harry Potter uh, world. And I think it works. I mean, my only issue is watching this as an adult. Why the hell would you send your kid to Hogwarts? <laughs> right, you just... I mean, to... like, Catherine, please, listen. I'm, I, I'm sorry, but what the fuck was that trial under the water where they kidnapped the kids and tied them under the water? And if they didn't do it, the kids, they would have died. They would have drowned. What is going on? Tell me. Tell me. How, how is that defensible? It's the, the, but that's nothing to do with Hogwarts. That's the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, that's not but Hogwarts. it's being taking place. It's taking place at Hogwarts. Oh my god! Yeah, but just yeah, but for this year, it's not Hogwarts. What? Yeah, but those kids that were taken and that were put under the water for them to rescue had nothing to do with the tournament. They were just innocent bystanders. Uh, Kidnapped from their bed, Catherine. I don't think. I don't think they would have. Uh, they would have killed him. Yeah, because if Harry hadn't saved that other girl, yeah, she would have drowned. They say that. They say that. But you know, Fleur no, the they would die in the fucking maze when she got eaten by those vines. So, you know. We 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 miss you. Mm, ciao, ciao, Ron. <laughs> He's uh, saving my sister. Au revoir, well, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but, but they say, don't they? They say that people have died in this conquest. People have died in this in this competition. So, mm, I think that's just to add to the the danger, isn't it? I don't think I think that's true. No. I personally believe that if they ha- if none of them had had succeeded in rescuing the uh, the people from down there, they all would have died. They would have drowned to death. Mm. But good old <laughs> Harry saves the day once again. <laughs> Catherine's shock like, I don't horror. really care about that. You know, yeah, shock horror, shock horror. No quid. Oh, well, actually, there was a bit of a Quidditch game at the beginning, but no, yeah, like no, no Harry playing. Quidditch. Harry exactly. was after a different. Exactly. He was after a different kind of snitch in this film. <laughs> I said snitch, not snatch. Don't be disgusting, Catherine. He's after a different I'm... kind of snitch. <laughs> he is indeed. This should have been called Harry Potter discovers bonking. That's what this film should have been called. <laughs> Harry Potter, Harry Potter and, and the boner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter gets a bonus. And I quite like that character development because like, obviously Ron and Harry fall out with one another and it's over nothing. And I feel like you do do that as teenagers. Like you just get into stupid arguments with your friends and like they just go away as quickly as they seem to appear. Well, you also know it's getting a little bit darker because uh, Ron said, piss off. Oh, and I, yeah. always thought, I, always, <laughs> I almost thought, oh, my God, that was so put in there just to show you that the kids are older now, you know, and getting more, you know, balls It's just the way he says off. it, like the way, the way he just, he turns back around and goes, piss off. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But, um, yeah, yeah so <laughs> let's talk about the sexual awakening. I mean, 
Is it a little bit wrong that Hermione was sort of going after that guy? He remember you have to be over seventeen to enter the co- the competition. So therefore, he must have been what seventeen, eighteen, and what she fourteen. Oh, lost Catherine. She must be fourteen in that film. So she's basically fourteen, going to the dance with a eighteen-year-old, right? Catherine, where's she gone? Okay, I'll play a message while we get Catherine back. These kids have wands and magic. They could kill you by saying a word to you. Yeah, they're in da- put in danger, but they're equipped with stuff. We don't get mad when cops have guns. We're like, hey, go out there. Do your job because you have a gun. Well, Harry's got a wand, so he's got to get out there and do his job and protect people. He's got magic. He's fine. Well, Yolanda's no longer here because she's live, but I want to say this, Yolanda. They're at school. And Harry's shit at magic. <laughs> so, how is he protected? How is he protected? It makes me laugh, right? So, obviously, Harry, like I said to you last week, obviously, Harry has grown up around magic. He didn't know anything about this kind of world until, obviously, Hagrid came and knocked down his front door. Um, He doesn't know what a port key is. So, obviously, they get to the top of that hill with that boot and he's like what's this like he hasn't got a fucking clue and then it just makes me laugh like obviously when he saw um one of the death eaters at the quidditch tournament everyone was like who was it harry and he's like i don't know (laughs) it's like he's not gonna have a fucking clue who it is if he doesn't know what a fucking porky is (laughs) yeah he is really the wrong person to be the chosen one like totally the wrong person (laughs) It's so Hermione, funny, like... maybe. Yeah. yeah. But you haven't but answered my question about um is it is it right for Hermione to have gone to the dance with a eighteen year old? Oh sorry, my internet cut out. I didn't hear you ask that question. Oh, um No, I don't think it was right. Did you feel a bit uncomfortable? It is a, it's always felt a little bit uncomfortable to me. Yeah. And they make I mean, like little like sexual jokes, don't they? And you're like, oh, really? And then, I know it's that coming of age thing, like you know, when fourteen year old girls, like an older guy, asks you out, and you're like, oh, well, it's just a bit inappropriate. Yeah, because like I was saying, he has to be o- over seventeen to be entered mm-hmm. into the competition. So he's definitely eighteen years old. Yeah, and she's what yeah. 14, 15? Yeah, well, again, really poor child protection here, Maggie Smith. <laughs> really bad. I blame Maggie Smith for this whole thing. <laughs> oh, don't blame Professor McGonagall. And also, is it me or is the um, the reporter woman a little bit of a pedo? It's the who? The reporter woman. Oh, Rita Skeeter? Yeah, a little she bit comes- of a pedo. <laughs> She goes into that cupboard with uh, Harry. But she yeah. calls him a 12-year-old. Um, yeah! And then, like, when she's talking about Cedric, like, ooh, sex. And then, oh, okay, can we just also point out that Harry pretty much had his first sexual experience with a ghost, i.e. Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> I love Moaning Myrtle. 
I mean, he, we didn't see him get out and leave, did we? It just cut the next scene. So there was definitely at least a, a um, I don't know, a phantom hand job or something that went on <laughs> during that. <laughs> Maybe. Guess he definitely created some uh, some ectoplasm from Harry. Undopey. Undopey. That's a ghost. It's a ghost. But um, yeah, it, they just seem to be re- like a little bit too uh, mature for their age, uh, for the age that they were. I think if I was a parent yeah, and my 14-year-old child was watching that, I would feel a bit uncomfortable. I don't know if that's just because we're like, I don't, maybe it's just because we're overanalyzing everything. Like, I've never really thought, I don't know. It is a bit weird when you think about it. Like, it is weird. Yeah. 18 and she's 14. Like, but I suppose they don't kiss. It's just a bit of, it's just a dance, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose. And, but then that, um, Moni, that Moni Myrtle scene is a little bit odd. Remember, Harry is um, like under eight. Point. Yeah, he might have had some underpants on. We don't know. And he's like collecting the bubbles to try and cover himself <laughs> up. <laughs> he's just like, oh so my cool. god, this would never happen. Now, this would never happen. You'd never see that from an underage kid. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, what do you think about the oversexualization of Harry Potter in the, God, the Goblet of Fire and Hermione? Uh, Ron, not so much. Although I mean, Ron do you think mis- that whole that whole scene mm. of uh, Emma Watson standing on the stairs was what did it for Disney with Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. But also, can I just say that how what well what a misogynistic little prick Ron is. Oh my god! Tell me about it. Misogynistic little brick. You can tell he's got more brothers and sisters. He's got like it's just that coming of age thing, though, isn't it? He he really, really likes Hermione, and he just doesn't know how to handle the situation. So he takes it out on her, which is a shame. But yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, you. I mean, for a boy, it's like not so bad, but for a girl, it's like so like it's sad. I was just like, fuck off, you little prick. <laughs> she does hunt, like, it's so funny. She's so bossy, isn't she? Like, she never loses that when she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Go to bed, you two. And it's like, oh, am I only hun? Like, no, I can understand why she's really pissed off with them. I'd be really pissed off with Ron, like, being misogynistic. And he did ruin it. I felt like there was a scene cut or a scene missing. Do you feel Where? that? In the dance sequence, like, she's one part. You know, she's dancing with, um, what's his name? The um, Vin- Victor. Victor, yeah. Victor. She's Victor dancing Trump. with Victor. He he goes off and gets drinks. And then sort of the next moment, um, she's having an argument with Ron and then they're storming out and then she's screaming at him on stage going, you've ruined everything. I feel like there's a, there's a sequence missing. Yeah, but it's just his attitude, isn't it? Like, he's just had a shitty attitude all year. Yeah, when that girl went, are you going to dance with me or not? He was like, no. I'm like, oh, you, you are a little shit. You do, you're ruining everyone's <laughs> night because of your attitude, Mr. Weasley. <laughs> I know, yeah. Just go and... Oh, no, I'm not actually going to say what I was going to say. 
<laughs> what were you going to say? I can't say it because he was a child. Moving on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are a wizard, Harry. Get a wizard, You're a bastard. Harry. You're a bastard, Get a Harry. Harry. You're me. I'm yeah. just Harry. <laughs> I feel like that was a million years ago, even though it was only three weeks ago. It feels like... <laughs> it does feel uh, like a long, long time ago. It does. You're a bastard, Harry. <laughs> hey guys i know you're watching through all the harry potter films at the moment but have you both taken the pottermore test if so what house are you i am a very proud hufflepuff oh okay hufflepuff too okay Catherine is also a hufflepuff uh i have not taken the test and the reason is i'm gonna take the test when I've seen all the movies. So when I've seen all the films, that's when I'm going to take the test because, yeah, because I want to like know the context of what is being in all these houses and all this stuff that everyone talks about. I want to know like the context of all of that before I take the test. So, um, yeah, Yeah. that's the reason why I haven't done it yet. But um, Catherine does think I'm going to be Hufflepuff. Yeah, I do think you'll be a Hufflepuff. Just because we're very yeah, similar in like the way that we view things, so I just yeah, I, I think you'll be a hustle. Absolutely. If you're just joining us, we are talking what about is Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, it's a, mo- a motorbike gone down. I've got all the windows open today. We are it watching Harry Potter today, and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. So if oh, you've God. seen the film, message in what you think and uh, what you feel about this movie. Uh, do you know any interesting trivia? Is it your favourite? Just to let you know, no spoilers uh, of anything yeah, past Goblet of Fire, because uh, well, now we know. Well, now we've said that, everyone's going to spoil it for us. But yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, thank you very much. Here we go. Next message. Uh, we couldn't hear you very well, but I could hear um, pretty much all of what you said. Yeah, he agrees with me. That's all you need to know. <laughs> no, he's saying that no contest is worth the, the near death of innocence. That is basically what he said. And I completely agree. But it's it's Harry. It's the wizarding world, isn't it? It's got to get used to it. Catherine, you can't just use that as an excuse. Oh, it's the wizarding world, isn't it? It's okay. Yeah, do they nearly drown four kids? Yeah, so it's the wizarding world, isn't it? That's <laughs> what you sign up to when you become a witch or a wizard. What happened? What happened? He smacked the kid around and plucked out one of his eyeballs. Oh, well, it's the wizarding world, isn't it? <laughs> it's the wizarding world. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> it's loud. <laughs> yeah. If I do anything wrong from now on, I'm just going to go, yeah, but it's the wizarding world, isn't it? <laughs> That's yeah, all I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I went to Hogwarts, did I? So it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? Right, okay, next one. Uh, just a bit of a random question. Have you ever seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? And if you have, what do you think of it? 
Yes. Um, well, you're a loser. Um, Buffy. I'm not into vampires. It's not about vampires. Buffy is not about vampires. Buffy was Buffy, the show that the I watched growing up. It's not about it's, vampires. It links very much to Harry Potter. It takes place in a high school in America. She happens to be... I'm just yes, I'm questioning things the, now, Keith. Hang on, hang, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. She happens to be the chosen one. She happens to be the chosen one. So, yes, she is the chosen one. She is a slayer. Uh, there's a like a hierarchy that every time a slayer dies, a new slayer is revealed. Buffy is revealed as the slayer. But even though it does tie in like the supernatural, like vampire stories into it, it's basically about a girl at high school and going through the trials and tribulations of high school. It's no different than this installment of Harry Potter, except, you know, you've got them fancying girl, uh, fancying people and boys and girls and all this um, behind the, the the gaze of uh, dragons and mermaids, it, it's exactly the same with Buffy, but it just has, uh, and not just vampires. Can I just say, there's lots of different mythical creatures going on in uh, in Buffy, but there, Buffy and, and Harry Potter are very closely linked, very closely linked because mm. they are pretty much telling the same story, but in different mediums, and yeah. Buffy's amazing. Buff, I mean, Buffy, there's a couple of episodes of Buffy that I think are probably the best uh, TV shows of all times, like The Body, which if you watch The Body, uh, the episode The Body, I, I, I urge any of you to watch that uh, episode and have a dry eye in the house. It is one of the most heartbreaking um, episodes of television I've ever seen. But yeah, huge Buffy fan here. Um, I'll have to find someone to do a Buffy I've never seen Buffy with. You, I think you'd like Buffy. I no, do, think. Once, do not look in my direction. <laughs> once you got, once you got into it, Catherine, trust me, you'd love it because it's you, yeah. you've got the same. Yeah. It's the same setup as Harry Potter. Yeah, but it's not Harry in Potter. The dark though, is it? Oh, sorry, sorry. Guardian Leviosa. Oh, Catherine, you're a Hufflepuff. I, um, I am a Slytherin. The last time I looked, yeah. Yeah, you slither into our chats quite often, <laughs> don't you? You like to are slither into our chats. Said are you actually a Slytherin? I can't. Catherine's never watched case. the films. He ain't done the test. Yeah, everyone's taken the Pottermore test. Everyone's done it. Everyone. I, I need to know if you are actually a Slytherin. Excuse me. Excuse me. That someone walking past my house. Hang on. Excuse me. Have you done the Pottermore test? No. No. See, not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> just <Damn> it. <laughs> um, it can't just be me. Uh, I feel like, I think after the fourth movie, you kind of get it a bit more. But, um, I, I kind of like hate Dumbledore because he literally could have done anything. He's like the most powerful wizard and all that. He could have done literally anything to stop Harry from going in there. And he was just like, nah, it's fine. Just like add a little bit of spice and shove him in. He could have done anything to get him out. And he was just like, nah, nah, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, Dumbledore's can we do, really... Like, no, 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 I'm going to come to Dumbledore's defence here. He can't live Harry's life for him. Because there's going to come a point 
when Dumbledore Dumbledore's not there anymore, Harry's not at Hogwarts. So what's Harry going to keep doing? Keep running back to Dumbledore like, oh, can you just fight this battle for me? Well, Dumbledore does sort of put him in these positions and Dumbledore sort of owes him a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, Harry basically vanquished Voldemort for him. And it's go- and I get the feeling is going to again. So, you know, I feel like that Harry is fighting a lot of Dumbledore's battles as well. So Dumbledore should be a little bit more, you know, on the ball and help Harry out a little bit, surely. He is, ha- he is helping Harry. He is helping Harry. Uh, you know, he talks oh, really? about Crouch Jr. And you will get to see it as well. Like, he- he's coaching Harry. Little things that he says, like, you know... He gives Harry words of advice that come back to him later on, and like you will see that more as the films go on. He he does help him massively. But to me, it was more of you know like his friends were helping him out more, you know, by giving him the things to be able to breathe underwater and all that sort of thing. I know that was all manipulated uh, by Mad Eye Moody. Um, but who brought Mad Eye? Who brought Alistair Moody to Hogwarts against advice? Dumbledore, and guess it what? Was it wasn't even it wasn't even Moody, was it? He, Dumbledore didn't even realise when he'd been swapped out. Yeah, but it's Dumbledore because... shit. No, <laughs> I love Buffy and Dumbledore shit. There you go, Catherine. Double whammy. We're about to have a, we're about to have our first falling out. So I have no <laughs> desire to read or watch Harry Potter, but. I do do a lot of research on Harry Potter trivia because always seems to come up and I love winning money. So for that reason alone, I've been doing my research and getting all them facts together and winning a lot of money. Like every pub game has like one Harry Potter question and I always want the answers. So... But you don't have to watch the films to win the games. That's what I realised. And that the fans get, like, really, like, proper pissed. They're like, oh, my God, you don't even like it. And I'm like, damn right, I don't like it. But I like money enough to learn about it, you know? <laughs> well, She's I... Animal. I love her. <laughs> yeah, but you love Harry Potter. <laughs> I like money enough to learn about it. Brilliant. <laughs> but you like Harry Potter. Do you what? You like Harry Potter. Yeah, I know, but you I'm can't just be your, that that's can't be your spirit animal. You like it. No, it's just no, it's just, just funny because she's like, well, I like money enough to learn about it, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I will say I I had the same opinion of you, Verity. I didn't really. Um, I wasn't really down with it, wasn't really into it, thought thought I could happily go through life and not watch any of the films. Uh, I'm doing this for this podcast, obviously, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying them. They are entertaining. They are good fun, especially this last one, uh, which was the best one. Here we go. And we're going to do a Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical episode live screening on here sometime soon. <gasps> so if you're proper Buffy oh fans, let's link up. I know every single words to the musical episode. They walk through the fire. It's one of my favourite things I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm there. Verity, let me know.
There's a, but there's a musical <laughs> episode of, of uh, Buffy, by the way, just to let you know. Okay. And it's immense. It's immense. There's a, music, it's a, there's a musical of Harry musical of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's got Dean, uh, yeah, what's his name, Darren Criss in it. <laughs> it was because of that that he got the job on Glee. And let's not forget, <laughs> before Sarah Michelle Gellar played the Slayer, she was, you know, the vixen daughter of Erica Kane on All My Children. Kendall Hart. She played bitch better than any girl on TV to the point where I think she won a daytime Emmy for it. So, yeah. Anybody that wants to fucks with Sarah Michelle Gellar or the show Buffy, like, jog on. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, it is, but the uh, the other shows that you're starting to mention are a little bit niche. Bit niche. I'm not getting the references. No. But yeah. <laughs> Do you want to fuck with Harry Potter? Um, sorry. Do you want to fuck with Buffy? Jog on. That's what she said. Her words, not mine. Just saying. And Spike is so hot. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Spike is really sexy. Very sexy Spike. And fun fact, Gemma Collins was supposed to be, like, auditioning for the role of Buffy, but she was too busy, like, being the queen of England. <laughs> Gemma Collins Gemma. Buffy the Vampire Slayer that would not work she can't even lift a cup of tea let alone fight a fucking vampire <laughs> hilarious <laughs> thank you very much right let's I get another green, ditty I am a green spike is forever and for always my celebrity crush he's like 58 but that's not the point he's still sexy just saying this is James Mar, Mar- James Marsden no not James Marsden can't remember his name now um who played Spike in Buffy is very sexy, and he was also in uh, an episode of Torchwood where he's where he kissed John Barrowman. That was really hot. Hot. Hmm. Right, Catherine, give me <coughs> ask me some questions message. while I approve some messages. Ask me some questions. Uh oh, lost Catherine. That again? I lost you, darling. You're cutting out, love. Oh, bear with, guys. Signal trouble. We're just going to try and get Catherine back. Bear with. If she doesn't come back within the next five seconds, I'll play a message. Five, four, three, two, one. It's always interesting to me when I hear someone say that they didn't grow up with Harry Potter because it's such a huge part of my childhood that it doesn't make any sense to me. But like, people react the same way when I tell them I didn't grow up with Star Wars and, and something like that. So um, yeah, it's always a bit weird. Um, loving it now is a bit complicated because, uh, because of many reasons, but um, it'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, yeah. Thank you very much, Khalifa. Um, yes, I, I can imagine, because obviously I'm seeing it through adult eyes now for the first time, and I'm seeing a lot of things where I'm like, um, okay, these kids are being massively sexualized in this movie, and okay, the teachers of this prestigious school are sending the kids to be basically butchered. Um, yeah, and okay, they seem to hire 
freaking demented, weird, strange, power-hungry worshippers of Voldemort, dark arts teachers, which they really need to start learning from their past mistakes, which they don't seem to be able to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think there's a lot that you could pick apart with the Harry Potter movies, <laughs> where you're going, do they sort of fit into... Um, you know, our morals and values today. I think they they do, but they skim the surface. Are you there, love? Yeah, I'm here. I just, I came into that halfway through because my internet's been an absolute fucktard. It's okay. He was just saying that he, um, he grew up with Harry Potter. It's quite difficult to, to think about not having Harry Potter in your life, you know, growing up. But now he sort of has a li- few reservations about it. But what okay. can you do? What can you do? I'd love to know if those reservations are also about the book. Is there anyone out there that's read the books? Are there still res- are there like do you have reservations about the books as well? About the how the kids are handled in those novels? Is the Goblet of Fire a very sexualized uh, novel? Um, be interested to hear about that, or was it just done for the movie? I mean, I'm really scared for the next one. If there, if this is anything to go by in the next one. It's going to be Harry Potter and the watching porn or something. I'm a bit scared. Harry Potter and the porn film of filth. I think that's what the next one's called, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, ask me a question. Um, right, I just, I really, really quickly want to touch upon the maze situation. Mm-hmm. So... I get really angry at this scene because I think it's Harry Potter's fault that Cedric Diggory is dead. Okay, explain. So, like, first of all, he saved him from the vines, which wouldn't have killed him anyway, as we as we learn. Like, what's a face is alive after being eaten by him? And then he's like, Oh, come on, we'll touch the cup together. Yeah, but he didn't know that it was like a transportation thing, did he? Yeah, well, so it's still his fault he's dead. But I think there's fault. It's like the difference between murder and manslaughter, isn't it? I think it's more like lower degree manslaughter than murder. He didn't know that they Had it not he didn't been know Harry that... Potter, he would still be alive. Catherine, if it wasn't for Harry Potter being at that bloody school, the, the whole bloody school year would go swimmingly and nobody would be killed. There'd be no basilisks. There'd be no giant spiders. There'd be no, nobody would be in danger if it was for Harry Potter. They would. Of course they would, because Voldemort's not in the, in the first three films. Voldemort's not coming for Harry. He's coming. He's, Voldemort's trying to come back to life. He's trying to, he's trying to get yeah, strength but Dumbledore. To over the wizarding world. Yeah, but Dumbledore would have sorted that out. But Dumbledore doesn't do it. He just sits in his office with his frigging phoenix with his feet up going, oh, well, Harry's here now, isn't it? I don't really need to do anything. <laughs> Lazy <laughs> arsehole. But, um, yeah, I just think, you know, well, obviously, you know, in this film, if Harry wasn't there, um, none of this shit would be happening because they wouldn't have had his blood. And I'm not being funny, but... Why it's very, very, very sort of uh over the top orchestrated plan just to get a little bit of Harry Harry's blood to bring Voldemort back to life. 
surely one of them could have just gone in, crept into Hogwarts in the middle of the night, slit Harry's throat, took the blood, two birds, one stone. Yeah, but that's just too easy, isn't it? <laughs> of course it is, because that wouldn't make a film franchise. Mm-hmm. That'd be like, boom, dead. That's it. Yeah, film three. Film. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, no, I get what you mean. You know, Harry's actions obviously directly uh, result in Cedric's death, but at the same time, like, he would have died. Like, it's Harry being there that's causing this sort of chain of events to happen in the first place. And they wanted him there. Hagrid turned up. You're a bastard, Harry. And took him back to Hogwarts. You know? So, they've got no one to blame but themselves. But the teachers, you know, the teachers, I mean, all you ever see the teachers do these days is um, something bad happens, then all the teachers, like, run in like a gaggle of geese. Like, oh, 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 like they're running in, going, oh, what's going on? What's going on? You're like, fucking hell, where were you 10 minutes ago? <laughs> 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 he was like, why are all the good, good wizards literally like a minute behind the bad ones? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they're all just about a minute too late to help. <laughs> Do you know what? No, no wonder they can't keep hold of bloody teachers, like with all this shit going on. You know, and I know what you're. I know what you're saying. They're not the teachers aren't important to the plot, so therefore they're not in the movie. But we do get to see the teacher lineup. You know, when the kids are in the in the the great hall, and they're all eating and and everything's happening, we get to see that. And there's never Mir- Miriam Margulies. Where's googly eyed Emma Thompson? <sighs> they they're just not needed for the films. Yeah, pick and choose. I'm looking forward to, um, I, I, I don't know if it is the next one, I'm looking forward to Imelda Staunton coming in. Because I, I like her as an actress. I know that she is in one of them, because she's mentioned it before. So I'm looking forward to seeing her in a Harry Potter movie. I think it might be happy because it is other of the Phoenix. <laughs> right, let's go through Fiddle. some trivia. <laughs> Should we go for some trivia? So, uh, in uh, in early drafts, uh, had Ron Ron's estranged brother Percy appearing as a key supporting role, uh, but it was written out in the final drafts. Mm. Uh, In an interview, Chris Rankin Percy revealed that his contract. of the franchise uh, meant that he must he was going to appear in four movies. The first three uh, with the option of appearing... Oh! The option of appearing in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Given the fact that Percy appeared much longer in the latter, he opted out of this movie in favour of p- appearing in the next one. So Percy mm. was meant to be in this movie, but opted out to appear in the next one. Oh, interesting. Because he was only contracted to do four movies. So he had the option to sit to sit out. I, I suppose they gave more of his lines and more of the stuff that he was going to do to the twins, didn't they? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
goodness just... me. Mike Newell only received a million dollars to direct this film, even though Chris Columbus received ten million for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, but the pressure of that first film. Yeah, but but more work. I, I could see a lot of work, more work going into this one than in the first one. I know, but you've got you've got to appreciate that by by the time the films came out, the books were massive, and you know that first film's got to capture everything that the books were, and make the films successful. So it is much more of a pressure. To make that happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose, but still, um, a million is not a lot of money to like to spend a lot of time making a film. It really isn't. Mm. I hope that he got more for the next next movie. Anyway, at least one full scale dragon was constructed on the set, um, which could blow real life fire. The dragon was created partially from the basilisk puppet that we saw in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm just having a look now. Yeah, don't worry, sit back, relax, don't do anything. Just <laughs> let me read something. I'm, oh, I'm reading so something the, So the underwater shot uh, scenes that were shot in a huge purpose-built tank where the blue screen background, uh, safety dive- divers swam in between takes uh, with uh, scuba uh, regulators to allow the actors and actresses to breathe without having to surface. Daniel Radcliffe alone logged around 41 hours and 38 minutes underwater during mm. the course of filming. That's how long he spent under the water, 41 hours and 38 minutes. Mind you, not like in one go. I mean, sporadically yes. over the filming. <laughs> He, Daniel um, Radcliffe, yeah. He's, he had and two, at one point, two ear infections from spending so much time underwater. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And at one point during training, he inadvertently signalled that he was drowning, sending the crew into a huge panic to bring him to the surface. So he inadvertently did it. So he signalled that he was drowning, but he didn't mean to. And everyone was like, shit, 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 we can't lose this kid. We've still got four more movies. <laughs> Get him out, get him out, get him out. I know, yeah. Imagine, imagine if they killed Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Now, I like the whole deal of the ball scene. So the kids had around three weeks of dancing practice uh, for the Yule Ball Waltz. Daniel Radcliffe, however, appears in um, almost every scene in the movie and thus had only four days to prepare for the task. In several interviews, um, he has given that the reason why his dancing is shown mainly from the waist up is to avoid his fumbling feet. Fortunately, uh, this wasn't a huge issue as Harry wasn't supposed to be a brilliant dancer anyway. Yeah. This is an interesting one. Hit me. Dobby was cut out of the film due to time constraints. But if you. Who the fuck is Dobby? Dobby! Where the fuck is Dobby? What do you mean, where the fuck is he? I mean, he's seen him in Chamber of Secrets. I thought everyone was like, oh, Dobby, 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 Dobby. I've only seen him once. Oh, you'll see him again, don't you worry. Um, but oh, apparently, okay. I even I didn't know this. If you look very closely during the campsite scene at the, at the Quidditch World Cup, you'll see him riding past on a llama. 
<laughs> Catherine, if you watch um, most of the home movies that were made when I was younger, I'm riding past on a llama. I'm, I'm actually going to go and find that now. I'm just watching thought, some more I facts. Thought, I, thought you, I thought you said I'm just... I'm just going to go and ride past on a llama. Okay, Catherine, you do that. That's your I'm just going to get myself on life the goals. Life goals, life goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, any more facts? There's um, loads of trivia. There's loads of trivia about this film. I'm just waiting for some now. Just going to have a look at some messages from you guys are standing in. Oh, Catherine! Did you know it's Alan Rickman's birthday today? Uh, Alan Rickman! Oh, bless him. Oh. R.I.P. Alan yeah. Rickman. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, no, no, so no longer with us. So yeah, sad. Yeah, very sad. He's yeah. like, we found out some information about him today. It, it, was, it, was, quite, it was quite throwaway, wasn't it? Didn't what? they say that, that Snape used used to be a Death Eater at that flashback court scene. Yeah, so Snape wasn't a Death Eater. He was sent by Dumbledore to pose as a Death Eater to collect information. Yeah, okay. We, we, do, learn, we do learn more about that story, so don't worry. Yeah, so, he, so he's not... Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Um, did you know that the books thinking... in uh, Dumbledore's library are actually phone books in disguise? <laughs> I can imagine because there's probably like loads of those phone books, you know, that ones that used to just be by the front door in every house in the UK, yeah. just collected together to make a book collection. I'm so, I'm not surprised about that at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice little fact, though. I like that a lot. Um. But yeah, let's see. I bought the whole collection. I bought all the movies in one set on Amazon for 20 bucks. Woot woot. Oh, the there you go. All the movies, that's good. All the books and the movies. What are you going to do first, though? I want to know. Um, I want to know first. what are you going to read first? Yeah, you're going to read or, what, or watch? What way round are you going to do it? It's always best to read first, then watch, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Because sometimes you'll read and be like, ah, and then watch and be like, ooh. But if you watch, mm. you'll be like, ah, and then you'll read, you'll be like, ah. <laughs> Did you know that this was the first Harry Potter film to receive a PG-13 rating? Yeah, you know why. Piss off. <laughs> no, it's for the sequences of fantasy violence and frightening images. Oh, we all and love all, all preceding violence. films have been rated just PG. PG, <laughs> oh. Um, the newspaper headline, Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament, was one of the potential titles of the fourth book. Oh, what were they? It just says that it was, I'm assuming, Goblet of Fire and the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, the Triwizard Tournament's not really catchy, is it? No. The not Goblet really. of Fire's like, oh, what's the Goblet of Fire? Yeah, the Gobshite of Fire. <laughs> definitely one of definitely one of one of the best titles I think of a Harry Potter. I'm really looking forward to the next one as well, definitely. But we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Hey, in the last movie, Neville. Oh no, the sec, the first part of the second movie, Neville was a badass. He was not the one to fuck with. Oh, 
Do you know what? I my finger was hovered over the X then because I thought you were going to spoil something. And I was like, <laughs> ah! uh, no, ah! he, he, Neville's coming out of his own little shell. He's he's blossoming. Yeah. And he did. Um, he he did in real life, didn't he? The actor mm-hmm. plays Neville is a uh, smoking these days. He's ripping a six pack and everything. Catherine's looking it up. Um, <laughs> how could you not see Harry Potter? Is there something wrong with you? <laughs> yes, Darling, very wrong with him. Um, so this is interesting. This is the first movie to not feature the Dursleys, and this is because the family that played the Dursleys demanded more money, forgetting that they're the Dursleys and not the cast of Friends. <laughs> so they were. That's the reason they weren't in the film because they were demanding more money. I and don't brothers... understand when people demand more money to be in a film and then end up not being in it at all and getting zero money. I know, yeah, like, just go in with your counter-offer. If they say no, leave it at that. Like, leave it at that. It Carry like, on. Do you know what I mean? I don't understand that. Because you walk away, like, losing completely, don't you? Yeah. The uh, the band that played at the Yield Ball was compromised mostly of members of Pulp and Radiohead. Yes, of course. Recognised, um, re- recognised that um, Jarvis Cocker. Jarvis Cocker. He's thing, and I was like, "Yeah, there he is. There's Jarvis." I'm quite surprised to see him in it. He's a little bit of a rebel, you know. Like he's not exactly. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that you know at the Brit Awards would get up and, and like, abuse Michael Jackson. You know, like he's quite a rebel. I'm surprised that he did. Maybe he's a fan of the book. Yeah. Well, this is really interesting. In the run up to the movie, a Canadian folk group called the Weird Sisters, spelled W-Y-R-D, filed a $40 million lawsuit against Warner Brothers, um, Jarvis Cocker and Johnny Greenwood and Phil Selway um, for the use of the group's name because they were called, in the book, the band were called the Weird Sisters after the witches in William Shakespeare's Macbeth. Mm-hmm. But then the name was changed to, well, the spelling was changed to Weird Sisters for this film. Oh. And then before the movie was released, Warner Brothers removed all the references to either name for the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no name of the band on there. So nope. okay, so they avoided a lawsuit there. I mean, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely to uh, better to avoid a forty million dollar lawsuit than just change a few things. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it was so ingrained in the in the scripting that it couldn't be changed. <laughs> it probably was just the name on the on the drum or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not hard to change, Absolutely. is it? <laughs> no, just, just digitally like rub it out. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. So um around fifty one minute into the film, Mad Eye Moody's line, uh, I know stories about your father that would curl even your greasy hair is actually paraphrased from a line in the book but used in a different scenario. So it's Rita Skeeter originally said it to Hermione about Ludo Bagman, a character who wasn't in the movie. Mm. That's so, yeah. interesting. And, the, uh, the, and um, this movie is the only Harry Potter movie not to feature 
Julie Walters as uh, Ron's mum. Oh, yeah. She's not in it. No. Do you know what? I've never noticed that before. I wonder why she didn't go to the uh, the World Cup with them all at the beginning. It wasn't as well, if it was a boys' trip, was it? Because no, Hermione and Ginny went. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she just didn't want to go. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Um, this is the first Harry Potter... Not Oh, no, it's the Dursleys. That's not the thing. Um, you've just said that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't really understand why they didn't bring her in. No, and you know what? It's weird that I've never noticed that because they reference her because, obviously, she sends Ron his, uh, his robes. <laughs> Those wonderful, lovely robes. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Like a freaking scarecrow. <laughs> what yeah. did you um, think of Ralph I can't say his last name is it Fines is that how you say it Ralph Fines yeah yeah Excellent. what did you think of him as Voldemort brutal oh yeah he's, 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 brutal. I, I, he's an amazing saying, actor anyway the way that he dances around as Voldemort like he's very like ooh. like do you, get, do you get did you get that feeling like he was dancing almost when, when he was moving around yeah, he's got very fluid movements, but also yeah. he's completely and utterly terrifying because, you know, he's just he just goes in for the kill, doesn't he? He's like he's really scary, and that scene like when he's right up close to Harry and touches his scar, you know, like if I was a kid watching that, I would shit my pants. <laughs> Am I right? Um, yeah. Well, it depends. What you were like as a kid, but um, it is like it's just this. Any kid, any kid who watched that sequence at like maybe sort of eight, nine, ten years old, it would literally let I'd let a little shit bit of shit out. I really would. It was so scary. Just really nice to finally see Voldemort and Harry together. Yeah, I didn't like Voldemort when he was like scary little baby thing. No. That was weird. <laughs> that was yeah, really very, weird. very strange. I was wondering when we would see Ray Fiennes, though, because it was I was getting to the point where I was thinking, did I dream the fact that he's in these films? But, um, yeah, I'm glad that we've finally seen him, and he's brutal, and he's scary, and he's aggressive, and he's... And he's here now. Sort of, he's here now. Yeah. He's, he's everything you sort of want Voldemort to be. Mm-hmm. Charismatic. Yeah. Those toenails. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Charismatic, no bullshit. You know I mean, no bullshit whatsoever. Mm. You know, even though he's scary, he did show like one moment of tenderness when he like brought back what's his name's uh, hand. You know oh, Flamtail's hand. Yeah. Yeah, there was that that moment where you're like, oh, okay, so he's he's not like. That's kind of a. I mean, I know that he probably needs him for like, other other duties, but. Well, he's yeah. one of his followers, and without Voldemort's army, he's, he's he needs his followers, doesn't he? Where are his armies? He needs his army. He needs his armies. Right, let's hit some ditties, guys. We've got, um, what do you want to say, Captain? Ten more minutes? Yeah. To get your ditties in. Lovely. Ten more minutes to get those ditties into us. Uh, we've been talking about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire here today. Uh, please do join us every Sunday at 4.30 GMT uh, until we get to the end of the Harry Potter 
franchise, and then we're going to do uh, Fantastic Beasts 1 and 2, aren't we? Yeah. Hello? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, are you, yeah. Are you, are you dead? Right, okay. No, I'm dead. I did Who is on a llama? <laughs> Who is on a llama? Dobby. Dob- Dobby was Dobby. on a llama. Dobby on a llama. Dobby on a llama. Dobby on a llama. Yeah, apparently Dobby on a llama. That's all I'm going to say. Catherine, if, we ever, if you're ever lost for words in any of your chats, all you need to say is now Dobby on a llama. Dobby on oh a my llama. God, Dobby, Dobby and Winky go past on llamas. I beg your pardon. <laughs> We've not met Winky yet, um, but <laughs> Winky I've Winky is another Winky. house elf. So Wink, Winky is another house elf, but he, he, yeah, him and Dobby go past on llamas. I'm looking at all the, the stills from from it. Oh, they're on a date. No, they're on separate llamas. <laughs> oh, because when you go on a date, Catherine. You always go on the same llama, right? <laughs> yeah, always the same llama when I'm on a date. <laughs> I share the llamas. Oh my goodness! I'm just I'm just googling it now and having a look as well. Oh yeah, Dobby on a llama. Oh. How ugly! Dobby <laughs> oh, on Dobby's a llama. cute. Dobby on a llama. Dobby on a llama. Just saying, <laughs> Dobby on a llama. <laughs> so Nagini. Was actually. Oh, okay. Maybe continue the next one. Voldemort Snake Nigini was actually in one of the new films, um, Fantastic Beasts, and she's actually a shifter. And more into the Harry Potter films later on in life, is it true that she becomes permanently a snake, as we see in Harry Potter? Ah, oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Obviously, I haven't seen the uh, the um, Fantastic Beast movies, so but interesting, interesting. Can't wait. To mm-hmm. Yeah, good films. What's your favorite Harry Potter character? Oh, Harry Potter character so far up to this point. Dobby. Um, who do I like up to this point? Um. I think Ron actually is my favourite. Did you know really what? Well I... played. I think he. I think um, Rupert Grint is actually Grimm. the best of the three. I yeah, really he is. Uh, Dobby is my favourite character, but I think Professor McGonagall. Professor McGonagall. That's um, that's um, Maggie Smith. Yeah, like yeah. just she's just got such a caring nature as a teacher, like. That moment when Dumbledore's going off on Harry, like, who put your name in the goblet of fire? And he's going off on one, and like, Harry's like, it wasn't me. And she just she puts her hand on his shoulder and just gives him this look of, like, I believe you. And it's just like, yeah, just what you need in a teacher. We do like... not turn transformate kids as a punishment, Mr. Moody. <laughs> <laughs> she's so, I just, she's so sassy. I love her, Mr. Moody. Isn't that what happened with Terence Howard, I believe his name? 
in the MCU with, with, with the Marvel movies, and they replaced him with Don Cheadle. And I mean, look at where they are now. I mean, back then, it might not have been a big deal, but I'm pretty sure he's punching walls left and right right now. Yeah, he was in... Um, he was originally in the first Iron Man and then decided, nah, I don't want to do any more films. I don't reckon this is going to be really like popular anyway, so I don't want to do any more. <laughs> and then <laughs> the Marvel franchise blew up. The same as... Um, Oh god, I can't remember the Edward Norton, who was originally the Incredible Hulk, turned down to come back to the Marvel franchise, thinking that he wouldn't uh, be like make any money or be popular. And then they recast it, and boom, it sort of blew up. So yeah, people make make really bad choices when it comes to um to casting. I think this was in um, reference to you talking about the Dursleys mm-hmm. not yeah. coming in, but but. It's a slight difference in the fact that by this time, this is the fourth movie, they know how popular these films are. Maybe that's why they were demanding more money. Yeah, these films are at the height of their popularity. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very silly thing to do. Very silly. Hermione at one point yelled at Rita Skeeter about. Um, getting into everyone's business so I think she just knew not to show back up I guess yeah <laughs> yeah but Rita Skeeter needs to like maybe go on a course about how to act around teenage kids yeah she's uh, just that she's... type of character isn't she like what a pedo <laughs> she is she's a pedophile look at the way she talks about um Takes Harry in a cupboard, and I never do that. That's like 101, never do that. She's like, and, oh, let's start uh, with the youngest. Yeah, and then Cedric, you know, she talks about Cedric, you know, strong young man. Young man, you know, like, it's so grim. It's disgusting. Mm, yeah. But yeah, um, I, don't, I do think that she was definitely a paedophile. Harry Potter and the escape from the mad paedophile. <laughs> I mean, we, you could probably work it into the franchise. Yeah. Probably absolutely. has a place there. I mean, these kids are scarred for life. Can we just say that with everything that's happening to these kids, they are scarred for life, right? I mean, oh my God. How can you not leave Hogwarts and just be a shaking wreck and need therapy for the rest of your life? Well... You know, but it works out all all right for them in the end, doesn't it? So, you know what? Going to Hogwarts was the worst experience of my life. It scarred me, but at least I can levitate a ferret. (laughs) (laughs) At least I know Wingardium Leviosa. 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 (laughs) (laughs) No, that's true. That's true. But I do think that those poor kids are going to leave that school literally scarred. You just would. Everything that's happening to him, you're just like, oh my god, oh my god, madness. But mm-hmm. what can you do, eh? What can you do? Yeah, right, we have got... um, I just um played this without vetting it, so I don't know. Okay, it's just ruffling, ruffling. We have a little bit of ruffling here on a bit of ruffling, ruffling I've never the seen feathers, some ruffling. That's what I've never seen, ruffling, <laughs> ruffling.
Okay, um, let's just check these two messages. Is anything you want to say about uh, Harry Potter and the Gobstrite of Fire? Or the Goblet um, of Fire? No, I think it, I do firmly believe it will probably remain your favourite. Yeah. Okay. So what you think that mm. even no matter what happens, it's, it's going to be my favourite. I think that's, oh yeah, I think it's going to be your favourite one. I just I I just got a feeling. Um, yeah. And as well, can we just discuss how uh, Cedric's dad is Silas from Hollyoaks? I can never see Amos Diggory as anything other than Silas from Hollyoaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? What is in Hollyoaks now? Yeah, he he was he's been in Hollyoaks for years on and off. He plays a serial killer in Hollyoaks. Oh my god! He was Talk the, uh, about the plummeting, yeah. uh, plummeting career. <laughs> oh my goodness! From Harry Potter to Hollyoaks. Oh my word! Yeah, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> not a great career, but he's been in it for a few years. Like I said on and off, so he must, you know, they get well paid, don't well, they? Think so. about the money. Yeah. <laughs> It's all about the money, money, money. It's gotta be. Right, we got yeah. to take care, Catherine. Y'all, this movie seriously traumatized me as a child. Because, like, I'm, I don't know if you've talked about this already or not, but um, Harry Potter was very, like, child-friendly up until Prisoner of Azkaban, and then Goblet yeah. of Fire just took it there. Um, I remember I wasn't allowed to watch uh, the the movies that are after the Goblet of Fire. Well, the thing is, this is the highest aged rate in one, so why weren't you allowed yeah. to watch films afterwards? <laughs> Maybe because he was traumatised by the first Maybe. one. Maybe. Nightmares, with the light on, so his parents were just like, right, no more. We're not doing no. this anymore. <laughs> I can't deal with this. That's it. <laughs> yeah, can't deal with this shite. Turn mm-hmm. it off. So, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Right then. Well, I think it's time for my teaser, please. Ooh, Thank you very ooh. much. Okay. 2020s, sister, wife, cousin, or whatever anyone else thinks relation <laughs> we are today. <laughs> um, I so, do want to know. <laughs> oh, we've got a few here. So, um, okay. Dudley meets a Dementor. Oh. Yeah. Is Harry Potter getting expelled? <laughs> he should have been expelled in year one. <laughs> Harry's having no Harry's having more nightmares. Okay, okay. Dolores Umbridge is the new defense against the dark arts teacher. Right, so that's the baddie of the film revealed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Dumbledore? I don't know, but that sounds like it could be a Disney Plus series. Boom, boom. Where's Dumbledore? Boom, we... boom. Where's Dumbledore? <laughs> Followed by uh, a new episode of Dobby on a Llama. Dobby on a Llama. <laughs> um, <laughs> we meet Luna Lovegood and Bellatrix Lestrange. Okay, are they uh, prostitutes that Ron and Harry hire to come in <laughs> to uh, get jiggy with? Because I'm assuming that's where it goes next. <laughs> and last but not least, a good old Neville Longbottom finds the Room of Requirement. Oh, that sounds interesting. The Room mm. of Requirement. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm. Oh. Right, we've got one message. It's in reply to um, a comment that you made earlier, Catherine. So let's just listen to this. By the way, question to you guys. 
Um, I, don't, I also don't know if you've already talked about this, but do you have any favorite characters in the franchise so far? Um, any characters that are like that you're really identifying with and yeah, any hopes for them as well? Um, yeah, for me, it was Ron. Um, primarily because I just think it's a fun character, but also I think uh, Rupert, uh, Rupert is the best of the three actors i think the yeah. character of ron is really really well acted and um yeah he's definitely my favorite and obviously uh, out of the teachers i would probably say um dumbledore is is is, is excellently uh portrayed as well yeah but uh, for me it's dobby and mcgonagall <laughs> dobby on a llama with dobby, a llama. <laughs> dobby and mcgonagall <laughs> <a llama. laughs> oh my god that's too much of a tongue twister Y'all, my favorite characters are Luna Lovegood and Bellatrix Lestrange, so I can't wait until you watch the next movie. Uh, I do love Bellatrix. I do, but... Now, if I'm um, not wrong, I do believe that Bellatrix is played by Helena Bottom Carter, and I haven't uh, Googled that or anything. Um, I spent a whole evening at a press night helping Helena Bottom Carter's mum up and down some stairs. So uh, I have experience of her and I do remember her saying that she was in a Harry Potter film and that was the character that she played. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Love Helena Bottom Carter as an actress. So excited <laughs> for that. That's another yeah. little teaser for me. Well, yeah. thank you very much, guys. Uh, we are here every Sunday at 4.30pm GMT uh, with yeah. I've Never Seen. Next week, of course, we will be watching uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Have I got that right? Yeah. Excellent. So please do join us then. Uh, come uh, ready with your questions, your observations uh, and everything else about uh, Harry Potter on the Audio of the Phoenix. We will try and drop in some uh, trivia, some facts, some uh, inside, uh, you know, just some fun things that you maybe didn't know about the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will, and it will be the first time that I've ever seen it. So I will be um, seeing it with virgin eyes. It's the first time for everything. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And yeah, giving you my my opinion. Thank you very much, Catherine. Thanks, Keith. Lovely. Thank you so yeah. much, guys. If you're not following Catherine 2020 or 2020s, sorry, we are the 2020s family. <laughs> if you're not following Catherine 2020s, what the hell is wrong with you? Lingardium Leviosa, you slithering <laughs> thief. Um, please do follow her because um, we do a lot of shows and um, yeah. You'll be notified uh, whenever Catherine goes live. Uh, and follow me if you want. I talk about Star Wars, Harry Potter, Marvel, um, lots of different conversations. So, mm-hmm. yeah, please do join us. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, thank you. And good night, everybody. Have a good one. Have a lovely Sunday and have a good week. Yeah. And we'll see you all next week for film number five. Film number five. I can't mm-hmm. wait. All right, then. Tomorrow. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast live. Don't forget, you can get involved on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or recommendations, you can send those to filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Thank you very much and I hope that you join us next time here at the Films I Love Most podcast. (laughs) 